conclusion, these uh, living symptoms develop. The anthropology, Darwin theory. They do, do not believe in soul, transmigration of the soul. They have their own theory. But they are also not definite. Those who have read Darwin's theory of anthropology, in most places that Mr. Darwin says, uh, perhaps it was like this, perhaps it was like this. And according to his theory, there was no existence of human being ten thousand years ago. But uh, we followers of Vedic <coughs> you have to stop uh, version, we don't believe to all this nonsense. Neither there is any basic principle. Uh, now take for example the atheistic theory, call it by any name, that uh, combination of matter makes a living symptom possible. So scientific uh, I am going to say proposition is based on observation and experiment. So this is simply observation that those who are atheistic person, just like medical science, there are many doctors, <coughs> they are observing. When a man dies, observing, feeling the pulse, taking pulse beating, offering oxygen gas, trying to save him, all of a sudden the man dies, and it is sure to die. But they cannot simply observe the symptoms. They cannot observe what is that thing which is gone now. They cannot say that. Neither it is possible for them to say. But their theory, that combination of matter makes symptoms of life possible, they should prove it by experiment. Then it is complete science, observation and experiment. But there is no such experiment till now. Ah. You trace out the history of the human society, of course, and a modern world, uh, they cannot trace out chronological history more than three thousand years. That's all. But we can give account for many millions and millions of years. Just like in the Bhagavad-gītā, Krishna says, Ivaṁ vivaśyati yugaṁ pratvānaham abhyam spoke this philosophy of Bhagavad-gītā to the sun-god. 
Now just imagine how many years, millions of years. So the modern theory that 10,000 years ago there was no human civilization, how we can adjust things? The battle of Kurukshetra was fought 5,000 years ago. Before that, uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago, there was another battle uh, which is called uh, fight between Rama and Ravan. And there are so many instances in the Vedic literature we can offer history of the world, of the universe, for millions and millions of years. But these people with petty knowledge for three thousand years or four thousand years, they are thinking they have advanced. So this theory was current in those days also. Otherwise, why Krishna is making reference to this theory? So all kinds of theories are existent since the beginning of this creation. But sometimes some theory is very prominent, sometimes some theory is not prominent. That's all. So this atheistic theory, that combination of matter, just like you combine some chemicals and you get some product, there similarly the modern scientist says that is <coughs> carbon dioxide, sodium bicarb, they name so many chemicals, is the combination of this body. That is chemical analysis of this body. But can you produce, you have got all the chemicals, can you produce even the body of an ant? by combination of carbon dioxide, sodium carbon, so many chemicals. Just produce, not human being, just produce even a small ant which is moving, combined, that you cannot. So such theories at least we cannot accept, but Krishna is giving argument to Arjuna. If you think that this is an accidental combination of several chemicals, then where there is cause of lamentation? Suppose in a bottle you have got certain combination of chemicals. If that bottle is broken, is there any cause of lamentation? All right, we shall get another bottle of this chemical combination. So Krishna is forwarding this argument, that if you think that this body, there is no soul, there is no transmigration of the soul, simply it is, it has happened under certain accidental chemical combination and it will dis or it's called dislocated or dismantled at a certain period. So where is the cause of lamentation? Why you are lamenting? This is his argument. Go on. 
Even if Arjuna did not believe in the existence of the soul, as in the Mahabhasika philosophy, there would still have been no cause for lamentation. Nobody would lament the loss of a certain bulk of chemicals and stop discharging his prescribed duties. Yes. Suppose some chemical combined bottle is there. By accident it is broken. Does it mean that I shall give up all my duties to be done and lament for the bottle only? What is this? John, <laughs> you are my friend. Eh? You are friend of Krishna. You have become so full that you are lamenting for loss of a chemical bottle. Uh, this is the argument, yes. On the other hand, in modern science and scientific warfare, so many tons of chemicals are wasted in achieving victory over the enemy. Yes. Manufacturing so many atomic bomb and hydrogen bomb, this bomb, a huge expensive chemical. So that is lost. So who is crying for that? Gone. According to the Vaibhasika philosophy, the so-called soul or atma vanishes along with the deterioration of the body. The modern, modern theories say exactly like that. They want to... Ah, yes, our Kartikya was telling that, uh, that the boys, the young boys and girls, they put forward this theory that our parents have made the position of the world so unsafe, so we do not know when we shall, our this body will be finished. So better to enjoy this bodily sense gratification as far as possible, quick. Is not that theory you are telling me? Uh, is it a fact that thinking like that? Oh, I'll see this nonsense. Now supposing there is soul, and why not suppose? Because experimentally you have not proved that by chemical combination you can produce such moving things. So more or less the modern civilization is in darkness. That is the treatment of Śrīmad-bhāgavatam. Yeah. The, all the people of the world, they are rascals and fools. That is the statement in the Śrīmad-bhāgavatam, Askanto. Vāsudeva uh, <coughs> wrote this Śrīmad-bhāgavatam, and the introductory portion is stated like this, you have seen, that by his devotional meditation, he saw Krishna and his material energy also. Bhakti yogena manasi pranihite amale apasat purusang purnam mayanchajat apasrayam. By bhakti yoga meditation, he saw two things. Manasi pranihite amale. By bhakti yoga only, the yoga process is to clear the mind. Uh, the whole process of yoga, indriya-saṅyama, controlling the senses 
and clearing. That is actually yoga system. So the perfection of yoga system, bhakti yoga, bhakti yoga, because by executing bhakti yoga, you can cleanse up the mind of perfect. Yoga system, the purpose of yoga system is to cleanse up the mind. And this bhakti-yoga process, just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends, cheta-darpana-marjanam, the first benefit of this bhakti-yoga process, chanting Hare Krishna, is cleansing the mind. So Vasudev, before writing, he was not an ordinary fiction writer. Anyone can write any nonsense. No. Formally, uh, no book will be accepted unless it is written by liberated soul. That was the system. No other man will dare to write any book neither his book will be accepted in society. Only Vedic literature and literature produced out of Vedic knowledge. That is book. Otherwise, uh, what, is, what are these books? These fictions and novels and... They are not books. They are rubbish. Actually they are rubbish. Don't you see? The newspaper, it is published after spending so much money, you know, every day, every day the newspaper proprietors, they are paying to the news collector, to the photographers, to the staff, to the establishment, huge amount of money. And producing a newspaper, say 50 pages or 25 pages, and throwing in the street, nobody cares for it. Because everyone knows what is the value of this. Uh, nobody is taking care of, oh, here is a newspaper uh, behind which there is so much expenditure. Oh, here is uh, one, let me take it. Uh, everyone kicks it. You see, you see practically, Huge bundles of newspapers, nobody cares. That means actually this literature has no value. No value. Simply they are wasting their time producing such nonsense literature. Even if it is it has got any value, the newspaper boys throws early in the morning at ten o'clock. It has no, no more value. That's finished, all value. Whatever value was there, that finished by ten o'clock. So, Srimad uh, Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita is not a literature like that. Can you give any evidence? Any book written five thousand years ago is still being read with still or greater veneration, with greater respect, with greater attention. Is there any book in the world? 
find out. Not a single book you will find. You cannot trace out of any book uh, written, say, thousand years or two thousand years ago. But here is a book which was spoken five thousand years ago. It's still all over the world. It is not that Bhagavad Gita is supposed to be Hindu literature or Vedic literature. It is read simply by the Hindus. Now the number of Hindus has minimized. Practically in some portion of that India there are few Hindus only, actually speaking. So what is the number of Hindus? That is the, uh, what is called, minority in the whole world. If you take calculation of other religion, I was seeing the other day in the world, Almanac, the Hindus, the Hindus are the lowest. So how many Hindus are reading in, a, in India? Not that ninety percent people are illiterate. So what they will read? And who is reading Bhagavad Gita? It is all over the world. Still, you will find in Germany Bhagavad Gita is being read. In England you will find. Even in Mahavidyan country, you will find. And what to speak of your country? There are so many editions of Bhagavad Gita. I mean to say, just see the importance of real literature. Granti gayanti sinanti sadhana. That Ravi's literature is compared with the enjoyable things of the crows and spiritual literature, they are enjoyed by the White swans. Uh, there is difference between the white swans. You have seen natural. They are also birds. Crows are also birds. Uh, but you will see white swans. They take pleasure in clear water where there are lilies, and they take a nice pleasure there. And crows. They will go where you throw all rubbish things, they will go there. You see, nature. People say everyone is equal. How you can say equal? Even in the bird society, there is no equality. In the animal society, there is no equality. Then how you can make equality? On the material platform, it is not possible. You have to come to the spiritual platform, then equality is possible. So uh, Vāsudev, he was liberated soul, so in clean heart, clean mind, he experienced, he saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead and māyā tadapāsyāṁ and māyā standing behind. 
Maya is darkness. Maya cannot stand before Krishna. Just like darkness cannot stand in front of the light. Now here is light, and there is no darkness. In the back side you'll find some darkness. Is it not? Not in the front. So māyā cannot stand before Krishna. Maya stands behind Krishna. So if you put always Krishna, or if you are always in Krishna consciousness, then Maya cannot touch you. Krishna Surya Sama Maya Andhakar Jaha Krishna Tahanahi Maya Radhikari. So, Vaisdev, in clear consciousness, in Krishna consciousness, he saw Krishna and this Maya. And what is this Maya? That is said. Jaya Sanvahita Jiva. That Maya which has enchanted all these conditioned souls, Jaya Sanvahita Jiva. Atmanam Anartham. Manusya. Considering himself that I am material product. I am coming to this point. Those who are thinking that I am a material product, they are completely in darkness of Maya. Taya manute anartham taya cha avipaddate and identifying himself with this body, they are acting in bodily consciousness and increasing their problems of life and conditional life in material existence, horrible condition. Therefore, Vyasadeva says, anarthaupasamam sakshad bhakti yogam madhukhaji. Anartha, this anartha, this misconception of life, if you want to discard this misconception of life, that I am this body, and you act according to that consciousness and suffer. This is your disease. Now, if you want to get out of this disease, then sākṣād bhakti yoga madhakkhādi. You just try to be in Krishna consciousness. The rascal people, they do not know it. Therefore, vidyān chakri sātata saṅhitā. Therefore, vidyān. Vidyān means this learned scholar, Vāsudev, he prepared the śrīmad-bhāvata. Lokasya ajānata. The rascal people, they do not know. They are being carried off by this misconception that I am this body and my body will be finished within so many years. Now I have got this chance. I have got my strong body. Let me have sex life as far as possible. Then finish it. Who knows where I am going, what is this life? Dangerous civilization. Dangerous. And anyone will come and say 
Yes, you enjoy your senses and simply sit down uh, for fifteen minutes and you chant this uh, one alphabet, that's you finish your business. Don't be misled in that way. Try to understand Bhagavad-gītā perfectly. Uh, you will be happy in this life and next life. According to the Babasika philosophy, the so-called soul or atma vanishes along with the deterioration of the body. So in any case, whether Arjuna accepted the Vedic conclusion that there is an atomic soul, or whether he did not believe in the existence of the soul, he had no reason for lamenting. According to this theory, since there are so many entities generating out of matter every moment, and so many of them are being vanquished at every moment. There is no need to grieve for such an incident. Yes, material creation, just like bubbles in the ocean. You have seen standing on the bank of the Pacific Ocean, oh, so many thousands of bubbles created in a second, and again thousands of bubbles gone in a second. Uh, who is crying there? Oh, so many bubbles are created and, and they are gone, they are gone. This is nonsense. So, so, Krishna is very nicely giving you argument that if you think there is no soul, it is being manufactured by the interaction of the physical element. So it is just like bubbles. In the ocean, so many bubbles are created and destroyed every moment. So what is the cause of lamentation? What is the reason? Then? However, since you... Yeah, just like modern people, that after peace, stopping war. Suppose you stop war. Can you stop death? Then why you are after stopping war? Why you forget your real business? That's after stopping war. And suppose war is stopped, nobody takes to war anymore. So how will stop the war of this material nature? Cease fighting always with you. From the beginning of your birth, cease fighting. Oh. The child is born. And the material nature is killing this child every moment. The child has grown two years old, that means material nature has already killed this child for two years. How you can stop this? This nonsense, they do not uh, consider these cases. So suppose if I stop war, eh, there will be no more war, no more disease. No more disease cannot be possible. You can make by some way no more war. That is also not possible. Anyway, if you stop it by the efforts of the United Nations, a very large organization, then how you are going to stop death? What is your proposition? There is no, nothing. So what is the use of stopping war? Suppose that in the war some young men die. 
That's all right. Say so many young men died in the hospital in the disease. Uh, and sometimes uh, old men, uh, they do not die even in the war. So life and death is not in your hand. You don't think that stopping this or increasing this, you will be able to stop uh, all inconveniences. Just take, for example, this boy, Birbhadra, was uh, struck by a car. All right, he was in the street. But another boy, he fell on the staircase and broke his leg. He was at home. He met accident. So how you can stop this? The onslaught of material nature everywhere. Either you are at home or you are outside. Either you are young, you are old. Either you are scientist or philosopher, whatever you are, the material nature will not allow you to live in peaceful condition. That is her business. Devi You cannot live peacefully. That is not possible. The only peaceful condition is that you become in Krishna consciousness. There is no other alternative. Ah, Lord Chaitanya clearly says oh, there is no other alternative, no other alternative, no other alternative. It is not that our Krishna consciousness movement is one of the so many movements. No, it is the only one movement that can give peace and life and prosperity to the people. However, since she was not risking rebirth of the soul, Arjuna had no reason to be afraid of being affected with sinful activities due to his killing grandfather and teacher. But at the same time, Krishna sarcastically addressed Arjuna as Mahabaho, mighty arm, because he at least did not accept the theory of the Bhagavad which leaves aside the Vedic wisdom. Arjuna belonged to the Vedic culture and it behooved him that he continue to follow its principles. Twenty-seven. He is, as a friend, he is criticizing that you are professing to be followers of Vedic culture and you are accepting uh, some nonsense culture. And that is not good for you. All right, stop here. So you read carefully Bhagavad-gītā. Everything is there. Every word, every line is so... I mean to say instructive, it is simply, that is the basic principle of spiritual knowledge. <coughs> now, they are presented, every one of you should very carefully read, everyone of you must have one book, and uh, uh, read it carefully, and appear in the examination, next Janmāsthu, uh, you'll get designation. That's right. Bhakti Shastri. Yes. Any question? Now invite people to come here. We have got now a nice place. What do you think? Uh, eh? It would be very nice. It would be a great pleasure to invite people. Yes. And I am meeting 
on love feast day, uh, supplies them Krishna prasadam, invites some prominent gentlemen <coughs> to preside over, to become our chief guest. And in this I make propaganda and put signboards all through the street with electric light, make the uh, gardens very nicely. Uh, this is service. Now you have got a chance to serve. Do it. Here is a chance. Uh. <coughs> we are, whether a man understands Krishna philosophy or not, we don't care for it. Of course, if he understands, it is a great pleasure for us. But we are working on behalf of Krishna, on behalf of Lord Shaiva. That should be our pleasure. Don't be disappointed that the whole day you work, you got no collection and nobody was interested in Krishna consciousness. No, don't be disappointed. You have worked sincerely the whole day, that is your credit, that's all. That's your credit. Krishna will see bhāvagrāhi janādhana. Krishna wants to see that how much you are spending your valuable life and energy for Krishna. That's all. Don't be disappointed that many men are not coming here or we are very poorly pushing on. Never mind. Whatever Krishna has given us, chance, let us utilize it. Now here is a chance Krishna has given us. Uh, we are searching after uh, <coughs> a place. And uh, now I think you have got the best place, uh, better than that uh, storefront, or better than that uh, Mel, Mel, what is called? Melrose Avenue upstairs. It is very nice. So you organize it. And let us see what Krishna does. There is no question of disappointment. <coughs> yes. What what is a manu and how how is a manu the father of mankind? As it is stated in Bhagavad Gita. Yes, Manu is the name. And because mankind is born that they are called manusya, manusya, born of manu. Manu is the name. Just like uh, <coughs> in some parts of England they are called angels. In the past history during the Roman occupation of England they are known as Angels, do you know? Don't you don't know? Angles. Huh? Angles. Angles. Yes. Angles. Yes. So from angles they have become English. Manu. Manu is the name of the son of Brahma. Vaivasata Manu. Just oh. like Narada is one of the sons. So there are so many sons. Brahma was the original living being, so he uh, created so many sons and they created so many sons. In this way 
the population of the whole universe has increased. Uh, so Manu is one of the sun. There are fourteen manus in one day of Brahmā. These things are discussed many times. And the mankind, they come from manu. That is they stated in the Bhagavad-gītā, ivaṁ vivaśyati yugaṁ pratvāna hamabhyam vivaśāna manabhiprāpa. Manu, this manu, there are different manus, now fourteen monos in one day, this present mono under whom we are now living within this universe, he is the son of a sun god, Vivasan. So he has got his different planet as the sun has got different planet. So his son, Ikkhaku, was given this earthly planet to rule over and from that uh, generation, Maharaj Ikkhaku, uh, Lord Ramchandra appeared. Uh, in this way, the Kshatriyas, they spread all over the world. Uh, as several times said that most of the Europeans, they belong to the original Kshatriyas. So the human history has spread, not only in this planet, in many other planets. So Manu is the father of mankind. From the word man, this is Latin, Latin word, man. A Sanskrit word is manusha, from Manu, that is man. So. Manu is accepted as the father of the mankind in Sanskrit literature. And in Bible it is said man is made after God. So actually Brahma is the son of Vishnu and Manu is the son of Brahma and we are also son of Manu in different aspects. So gradually, if you go up, the God comes to be our original Father. And we say also God is the original Father. And the history, Vedic history also says like that. So God, because we have got form, therefore God has form, must be. Just like my Father had form, so I have got this form. This is common-sense knowledge, how uh, uh, my father can be impersonal. Unless my father was a person, how I am a person? So if God is the original father, he must be a person. Otherwise, how he a person? These are common-sense knowledge. There is no need of very great knowledge. A child can understand. How you can say God is impersonal? If God is the Father, original, then how He can be impersonal? Eh? What do you say? Can anybody say, yes, He can be impersonal in this way? God cannot be impersonal. He is personal. And we get so many information. Krishna says Himself, 
that in the past I was a person, you are a person, and all these men who have assembled here in the battlefield, they are also persons. We existed in the past as persons and we shall continue to exist as individual persons. So at least we cannot, we Vaishnava, followers of Bhagavad-gītā and Śrīmad-bhāgavata, we cannot accept. Neither there is any reason behind it. What do you think? Huh? Huh? Yes. Anyone who does not agree? Hari Java Dinda, he sometimes does not agree. That is for the less intelligent, less intelligent. Just like uh, from a distant place, if you see that a, a, a railway engine is coming, you will see the light. So a, a rascal will say a light is coming. But one who knows, <laughs> one who knows, he will say a train is coming. See, it is less interesting, that's all. Rascal is a light is coming. So they are all rascals. They have no sufficient knowledge. What do you think? Yes? Tell them that you are all rascals. You just come and learn here from us. Then you say what is God. You have no knowledge. Just like uh, somebody says that the sunlight, the dazzling sunlight, a clear sun planet is there. And because they cannot enter even the moon planet, how they can enter in the sun planet? If they enter sun planet, they, they will find that there is a person whose bodily effulgence is this sunlight. Similarly, the original person, Krishna, has God is the fulgence. We get information from Brahma Sangita. Jasa Prabha Prabhavatu Jagadanakoti. Just like the sun god is diffusing the fulgence of his body light in this universe, in one universe. Similarly, the original person is diffusing that light. So those who are less intelligent, they simply can see that light, therefore they say light. But in the Vedic literature there is information that you have to search out the Supreme Person penetrating the light. In the Ishvopanishad, he says, My dear Lord, please wind up this effulgent light so that I can see your face actually. That is stated in the Vedic So originally uh, the absolute supreme truth is a person. If you want proof from Vedas, there is proof. 
Bhagavad-gītā is proof. Why should we accept a third-class man who is speaking something against? Is that man greater than Krishna? Then why shall I talk about him? He is not important in ordinary man. We shall treat all these persons less intelligent, foolish. They have no perfect knowledge of the Absolute. What do you think? The world needs Krishna. Huh? The world has never had anything like Krishna. Yes, they do not know. Less intelligent. Ajana. This very word is used in the Simadva. Ajana. Ajanata means janata means with knowledge. Ajana, awe is negative. Without any knowledge. And in the Bhagavad Gita you see that Bhunam Janmanamanta Gyanavan Mam These less intelligent class of men, they're searching after the absolute truth that is also creditable. They're searching. But they have not come to the right point. The right point is here, as Krishna says, that after many, many births of research work, when he actually becomes a wise man, he surrenders unto me. Vāsudeva Sarvamiti. The Vāsudeva means Krishna is everything. That's written in Bhagavad Gita. So ultimate knowledge means to understand the Supreme Person. What is the value if somebody has studied very uh, elaborately the sun sign, uh, but he has no access to enter into the sun planet or to understand the sun uh, God within? Is he a very uh, enlightened man? Huh? Suppose the sun sign is all pervading the universe. One has studied the sun sign very nicely. That man and one has entered the sun planet and seen the sun god. Who is better? Who is better? Yes, who has entered the sun planet and seen the sun god. He is better. This is common sense. So you'll have more kirtan. All right. Hare Krishna. Hare.